Hello, every guys, and welcome to this most recent installment of the Next One podcast. I am Ryan Connolly, along with Tom Crocco, and special guest Marty is here. Oh, oh, hello, everybody! I'm glad to be here. So we have a great show for you guys today. But first, Tom has been dying to get uh, something off his chest. Oh, drop my phone. Tom's been oh, te- I thought it was the trophy. Marty almost had to sprint over to your house to go pick it up for you. <laughs> I know, the trophy's in good uh, care. It's long-term home is here. But, Tom, you have a rant you want to get off your chest. Uh, I, I do. <clears throat> and you know what? If you make the video montage, I hope this goes in the video montage. But no one will care. I, I always forget that this is mainly a New England broadcast. In Pittsburgh, we like college football. I'm a college football guy when I'm here for some reason. Don't ask why. Tomorrow, because we're recording this on a Friday, the Pitt Football Panthers are home against the one and only UNH Wildcats. Meow. So... I have a few things I just want to say. The UNH head coach, so he was on 93.7 The Fan, which is like 98.5 WEEI Boston, kind of, right? He was on, and he goes, first off, I've been amped for this game since it was announced last December. Basically, before I knew I was even coming out here, I was planning on booking tickets then anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Airplane tickets and everything, because I, I, I hate UNH. Basically, tomorrow is F-U-N-H day. And he goes on the radio and he goes, yeah, we actually wish Pitt won last week because now they're angry. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I will be there until the final kneel down. I will be there wearing my Pitt Panther stuff, and I don't even go to Pitt. And I'm just going to watch this team lose 100 to negative 10. And that's an unbiased prediction. I believe it. But I am so... So excited for tomorrow's game. We're going to be there at 9 a.m. the tailgates. I'm going to definitely be leading those uh, those student section chants and cheers like I typically do. We've got my boy CJ is going to be there. we got Marty here. He's going to be there. we got a couple of my friends. And everyone knows tomorrow's a big day for Tom Croco. We despise UNH. And uh, the fact that he goes in our job, we're going to go make uh, pit two and two. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's like saying the Yankees are going to still win the division this year. It's like, oh, God. Oh, I hate that school. It just gave me more buildup. I'm so excited. And, of course, tomorrow we'll be brought to you by Coors Light. Suck one. And I'm going to be sucking down a lot of Coors Lights tomorrow. At 9 a.m., you're all going to be waking up at, like, 10, 11, 12, and I'm going to be 50 Coors Lights in. You're dedicated to your craft. I'm dedicated to watch this team get destroyed. And as in UNH, they have no chance. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is gladly welcoming you in to get your ass kicked. Congrats. We're going to give you a couple million bucks to come play us, whatever. And they keep saying it's the biggest game in UNH history. Yeah, it is. And you're going to get destroyed. And if they lose tomorrow, if Pitt loses tomorrow, Pat, watch me. All right. Just make sure that. I don't do anything stupid if Pitt loses tomorrow because I probably would. Yeah, I, I will. I'll take care of you. All right, thanks, Marty. Just for a reference for anyone listening, not knowing why Tom's so uh, upset at UNH, basically he went to UNH, they did him dirty. Now he's in Pittsburgh seeking revenge. That's long story short. This is all part of the Tom Crocco revenge tour. <laughs> You're on a lot of revenge tours. Of the past I am. Year. I am. And tomorrow means – and tomorrow's the Pitt homecoming game. Oh. Which means a packed Heinz field, which means drunk college kids, which means parties, which means UNH losing by 110 points, 100 to negative 10. Somehow they'll find a way to put up minus 10 on the scoreboard. It's never been done before, by the way. Well, while you're uh, getting drunk off 50 beers and going to parties. Oh, yeah, suck ones. Picking. 50 suck ones. 50 suck ones. I think I'll be picking some apples and um. Enjoying a nice brisk fall day in uh, New England. I might even, I might even like, I might even sprint on the field nude. 
I might buy an apple off a tree and not pay for it. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to have F-U-N-H on my cheeks. Yeah, for anyone listening, he just put his butt towards the camera and uh, said F-U-N-H. I had to see it. Tom's oh, been on this watt rack for sure. This is the exact text messages I sent my dad real quick, and then we can move on. I sent my dad this this morning. I go, you and H coach of the 93.7 The Fan. You'll never hear that on Boston Radio. Anyway, I listened to their press conferences too at UNH, all calling the biggest game in UNH history. It's going to be a bloodbath. They go, we wish they beat Western Michigan because now they're angry. It's going to be a bloodbath. And it's Pitt's homecoming game, and I'm all for this. I'll stay till the final kneel down. It's going to be a bloodbath. And if Pitt doesn't win by 110 points, then we riot. Mm. Uh, Go Pitt. No, Tom is all in on Pitt. Uh, he might you got your blue shirt on too. I respect it. I appreciate it. I got my University of Pittsburgh tank top on. You got your blue shirt. We're all Panthers at heart tomorrow. Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, you might be more all in on uh, Pitt this week than the Steelers. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're fucked. But that's, that's another another story for another time. But right now, we're going to get right into some Patriots talk after that lovely soliloquy Tom gave us about uh, his hate for UNH. And the big story of this week in Patriots uh, news is not this upcoming game against New Orleans. It is actually about Tom Brady Sr. and Alex Guerrero calling out uh, Bill Belichick. All the news, you'd think everyone would be talking about the Saints game. Patriots, it's kind of like a must-win game for the Patriots. Go two one before go two and one before going to Tampa. But no, all the Boston media outlets, all the national media is talking about Alex Guerrero. Damn right. Basically, Alex Guerrero calling out uh, Bill Belichick for treating Brady like a twenty-year-old at all times, even when he was in his forties, not giving him any special treatment, treating him. Uh, just like any other player, and that's what drove Brady out. And uh, Tom Brady Sr. speaking out about just similar things, everything about Bill and how uh, Bill didn't want Brady. And uh, Tom Brady Sr. says he's he's very excited for the game, and it, he's for damn sure this is a revenge game. If I, damn right. Damn right. He said damn rights. Yeah, I don't know why I made it plural. It's the reason he said why it twice it. too. He's pissed. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. It is a revenge game for Brady and Tom Brady Sr. Here's the thing. Brady Sr. and Alex Guerrero didn't say it. <clears throat> Brady says it. Because Brady, for 20 years, was able to get people to shut up about it. You think you think Brady's saying, Yeah, don't don't say it, don't say it. Well, screw you, Tom. I'm gonna say it anyway. Well, it's yeah, obviously Brady uh, probably signed off on this. Brady was trying to uh, uh, water down the fires a little at a press conference. I think it was either today or yesterday. But oh, he didn't. He, he did a little, but at the same time, I mean, I think we all know Alex Guerrero and Tom Brady Sr. are just kind of mouthpieces for Tom Brady. And, uh, what he's, that uh, little response from Brady at the press conference, the, it was a wonderful like 20 years or whatever. It, it was funny so on – on Tom Brady's uh, podcast with the, uh, I forget his name, but he does it every week with this guy, even when he was in Jim you know, Gray, Tom. Yeah, Jim Gray, and um, Bill. Uh, hey, Tom. Bill Belichick was asked about, uh, does he think Brady is gonna play till fifty? And Belichick's like, it's. I think this might be one of the first times Brady acknowledged. I mean, Belichick acknowledged Brady, just talking about him, and Bill said, "Well, no one knows better than Tom." about if you can play till 50 and then <laughs> Brady responds like yeah Belichick's uh a uh, coach Belichick is always so uh gracious or so uh that was a dig and you know it <laughs> oh yeah it's a sarcastic dig because obviously Belichick is not a I forgot the exact word but basically saying he's so helpful and uh encouraging or something yeah Bel- coach Belichick's always encouraging or something and you know it's a battle of sarcasm uh and Belichick was asked today by, I think, Mike Reese about um, Guerrero and Tom Brady Sr.'s comments. And it's definitely – usually Belichick would straight ignore that. It's like, we're focused on the Saints. Like, you, 
he'd say something. He wouldn't even acknowledge anything about that question. But I love that word. Belichick actually acknowledged the question a little, saying that we're everyone's obviously very hyped for obvious reasons about next week's game. But for right now, we're focused on Saints. You can ask me Monday, and I'll uh, we might have to do the podcast on Friday next week because there's going to be so much content. I, I think we should do one beginning of the week we and end of the week. Yeah, I think next week might be a two-week podcast week. So Two-week podcast? Whoa. Two-day, two two-episode week. That's going to be juice. Yeah, that, One podcast should be specifically on Bill and Brady, not the game. And then the other one should be like a, our normal podcast. Yeah, this is... I don't want to say this is a Super Bowl for the Patriots because I think we will make, the, I still think we'll make the playoffs. So I'm not saying it's a Super Bowl, but I'd say this game is the Super Bowl for the regular season. Like there's not going to be one game this season more hyped than this game. And if the Patriots and Bucks can both win their games this week, it's just going to be even more hyped because Patriots have a winning record. Bucks will be three and zero. Brady's probably going to break the passing yards all time record next week. There's going to be so many storylines like. Just the ones that come top of my head is how Brady and Bill are going to interact after the game or before the game. Uh, the Patriots doing a honorary uh, video uh, montage of Brady's career. They you, have to, man. Well, they got it because Elman's getting one this week. You yeah. Know? Why they didn't do it uh, next week? They're probably trying to separate it. Well, and, the question is, is does Brady and Gronk get it? Yeah, I think. Both of them have to get it. You're going to do – you know what they might do? They might just combine it into it, one. Yeah, they'll combine it into one. They're not going to do two separate ones. Um, point, like, logistically, they're both coming back. Gronk obviously didn't have as big of an impact as Brady, but Gronk's still probably the best tight end of all time or top three tight ends of all time. So you got to do both. And just logistically, time-wise, you can't do two different montages and take up that much time like before after the game. And a lot of Brady's highlights are Gronk's highlights and vice versa. So I don't think it'd be a dig at Brady to combine them. I bet Belichick would be like, you're combining them. I'm not watching two videos about these guys. Can I rewind you for a little bit? Yeah. I just want to go back on that Tom Brady senior comment. One of them that one of, um, he said Belichick twice in that Tommy Karen interview. One was he went on the Patriots <laughs> – when the Patriots decided to move on, then he went right back to Bill and he's like, yeah, it's probably a good thing that Bill decided to move on. So that's coming from Brady's mouth. And obviously this is dad. Like Brady tells him everything. He knows everything, but yeah. so obviously it was confirmed that Bill was the one who said peace. Secondly, I thought this was, um, yep. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm pretty sure when uh, Brady left initially, you were saying that Brady wanted out and he left right, and Patriots were left uh, wanting him. And I'm pretty sure I was on record saying Bill basically more or less uh, sweeped him out for whatever reason. So it was Bill's I, choice. It was, I'm sure it's mutual, but if Bill wanted Brady, I think they would have worked something out. Yeah. Well, there's that. But then the other comment was, do you still have Patriots stuff from the last 20 years? And he goes, I think I have a license plate that says Super Bowl champs. Other than that, I donated it to charity. It's a goodwill. 20 years of Tom Brady Patriots stuff. And he says, I just, I, I donated it to goodwill. Oh, that is so juicy. Oh, I love it. I love it. I cannot wait for next week. I am a Steeler fan, but this is, I can't keep it in my pants. This is like content that we needed and it's all going to come out. Brady's going to throw some of his digs and Bill's going to try to act like he's not throwing a dig, but it's Guerrero's already saying stuff and Brady seniors already saying stuff and it's all already coming out. It's not even Patriot week for them yet. One interesting thing um, that I saw um, sorry, just the door. One interesting thing that I saw was like that that book is coming out. Um, Beth Worker Shams, uh, yeah, your dynasties, something along those lines. The Brady camp is probably pissed off about what they're knowing that's going to be in that book. They're pissed off because 
when you're pissed off about something and you kind of want redemption on someone, you kind of don't throw digs. Brady has always been the guy that's been quiet. You would think that that family, the trainer, et cetera, if they were just like, hey, we won the Super Bowl, we already won this debate, they would back off, but they haven't. I just, man. Yeah, I don't get why Brady and his camp feel the need to keep attacking because I love it. Like to most people, like I still think it's up in the air, but to most people, it's decided that Brady was more part of the dynasty. They won, like they won the Super Bowl. Like they won the argument in a lot of people's eyes. So why constantly keep uh, bringing up and attacking Belichick and everything? And I think, yeah, I think you're right. The Seth Workersham, It's Better to Be Feared book is coming out uh, next week, I believe. Right on the week of Brady week. Well, it's right after. But I, from what I've listened, what I've heard, like listening to interviews, that this book is potentially more damning to Brady than it is Belichick. So Brady's probably pissed about it and trying to um uh kind of like uh push the shame onto Bill. And there's one story I heard and they've been talking recently about uh when Brady was in Foxborough with uh Alex Guerrero and Brady would uh basically shame uh wide receivers to try to work with Alex instead of the Patriots trainers. And I think Brandon cooks was on record saying, yeah, like I felt the need to go to Alex Guerrero because if I didn't, I would see less uh, passes thrown my way. And if that's the case, then you gotta be on like for that instance with Alex Guerrero and everything, you have to be on Bill's side. I mean, that's Tom's taking a little too far, like trying to uh, undermine the Patriots uh, medical staff, have everyone go to his guy. It's kind of throwing the team off kilter. And if that's true, which I think it is proven to be true, because I think Edelman's been on a record too, saying that Brady uh, had him go to Alex Guerrero. But I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like with Alex Guerrero and uh, what Brady did that's going to be critical of him. And so I think that's why. I also want to throw this in there too. Um, That... I was just going to say, yeah, I've heard that Brady is actually so pissed off to the point that Bill didn't even call and congratulate him on the Super Bowl. So the other thing is when it's Robert Kraft's birthday, everyone was there. Brady didn't even bother to call, go send a video, nothing for Robert Kraft's birthday, nothing. I mean, for calling out loud, today's me and Joe Green's birthday and they're, it's acting like it's like, I don't know, like the 4th of July here. Robert Kraft and Brady, it was like his second son or whatever. Second son gone rogue. Yeah. Oh, I, oh man, I. Oof. Well, was, was Bill at his party? I think Bill was at uh, Robert Kraft's party. So, I mean, I don't blame Brady for not going because like they just left each other. Didn't even call him. Yeah. Didn't I, make a video message. Like, come on. Like, I get it not going, but. And, and the funny part is Brady went to Peyton Manning's uh, enshrinement at uh, uh, camp. Yeah. He uh, went to enshrinement, left camp. Yeah, left training camp. Left training camp. I like, there's just so much meat on this bone that is going to be eaten off next week and it's gonna be a media frenzy it's gonna be the super bowl of uh media like it's gonna be media week type coverage of this game yeah and i'm sorry but this is gonna be just like tomorrow's pit unh game it's gonna be a bloodbath brady's going in there and putting up 50 points uh, and you know he's got and he's gonna break the all-time passing record is that what it is yeah he only needs like 499 yards so he gets like 250 tonight or 250 on Sunday against the Rams. And then he only needs 250 against the Pats. So he he will more than likely break it unless he performs like crap against the Rams. Or you said 499? It's like 499, something like that. Maybe 496. It's I hope he throws for like 300 or 300 and something yards. So he has to 
I hope he has to break the record of 199 passing yards. <laughs> you are a cliche. <laughs> well, so there's also talks about if Brady, if slash when he breaks it, if uh, the Patriots will acknowledge it and they congratulate Tom Brady. And I think I agree. I don't think they should because he's your opponent. And that is, I, I was listening to another uh, radio broadcast talking about it, which I agree with that it'd be disrespectful to your defense to congratulate the opposition breaking a record when your defense let it up. Like as much as it is Brady, if anyone deserved to get one to be celebrated at an opposing stadium, it is Tom Brady for the Patriots, but you got to focus on the team you have here right now. Brady's on the opposition. So if he breaks it, it shouldn't be maybe like the uh, Sunday night football can make a graphic congratulating him but there should be nothing at the field or on the field congratulating yeah him. well yeah the, i 100 agree with that one against the defense two one video one video is fine you don't need to like bend over to brady all night you know what i mean like i was never like saying that like worship your king you know belichick won't allow us to worship brady all night <laughs> no no um what do you think if in the video too they do it? They do like a Brady Gronk thing and they go, and Belichick has them side and they're like with head coach Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm sure they probably will add that because Bill, Bill and Tom's uh, careers are intertwined. So because Bill wants some credit for it, he's not going to sit there and be like, "Oh my god." Well, like he deserves some credit for it. Obviously, it's not all Tom Brady. Like neither of them would win six Super Bowls in New England. If they didn't have each other, uh, clearly Tom can win the Super Bowl without uh, Belichick. We'll see if Belichick in the coming years can win without Brady. That's to be determined. But to um, just uh, summarize on the last point about the media frenzy that's going to be next week, I don't think Brady's going to, I think the, all the shots Brady was going to use, I think, was this week with Alcor and Tom Brady Sr. I think Tom Brady's going to be very cordial in media, and I don't think he's going to post anything on social media. But I'm very interested if uh, Belichick is telling the truth that he's going to um, expand on it Monday after the Saints game when it is Tampa Bay week. He might. I'm very interested to see like uh, his comments on Alex Guerrero and uh, Tom Brady Sears speaking out. What if like Belichick probably won't give you anything? He'll probably just like just give you nothing, but. The fact that he even acknowledged it this week makes me interested to see if he will expand on it a little next week at all. Like, give any interesting tidbits to it. But you got to know, Tom Brady's going to be... I think Tom Brady for this game is going to be more fired up than some Super Bowl games just because it's so personal to him. And I think Bill is going to bring out all the stops. Everything he's got in the... Everything he's got in his gun, he's going to shoot to try to stop Brady and the Bucks. I don't think it's going right to be a bloodbath, but I don't think it's going to be good for the Pats. So I have three points I just wrote down here that I want to hit on um, that I've wanted to put into this. Right. Um, you have to also keep in mind, too, I don't think Brady's overlooking this, um, the Rams. I think Brady wants to go 17-0. and like That's also in his head, too. He's done everything. 17 and 0 is still in his mind too. And you can't tell me it's not. Number two, if Brady loses all this, if Bill's quiet and the Patriots are quiet and Brady loses, how bad does that look on him? And number three, people don't really talk about this a lot. I heard it mentioned once earlier this week on another radio show. What do you think the teammates and players think about all this? Specifically the Bucks, right? What's their energy going to be like? I think they're going to be hyped for Tom. Uh, Tom is going to get them going. It's a big game. It's like it's like Brady's current girlfriend, and they're like running into like his ex. So obviously his girlfriend's taking his side. Then you have Bill's new girlfriend. They run into Bill's ex and she's taking his side. So that's kind of what the players are doing. They're playing like the current girlfriend sticking up for their current boyfriend. And they're going to go do this for the, the boyfriend against the ex. I think it's going to be 
so much hype around this game that both sides are going to be rearing, ready to go to Patriots are going to be want to defend their coach. The Bucks are going to want to defend their quarterback. I think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be a close game. And then I think the Patriots are going to pull away just because I'm not sure. Uh, Mac Jones is ready for that kind of a game, not which it's going to be a great test to see if Mac Jones can uh, compete because there's not going to be a bigger game. Mac Jones is going to be in than this game until like he makes the playoffs. If he ever we'll dissect it. the game itself next week. But one thing I wanted to say is the Patriots actually want a chance to win next week. That pit, that bucks front line and, and their linebacker core up the middle. The Patriots won't get away with little dink and dunk passes against the bucks. They're going to have to start pushing the ball downfield, which they might in the Saints game if we want to. Um, do you have any points about this before we move on to uh, previewing the actual game that's this week, which is in the Bucks? It's actually Patriots versus Saints, but. I, I know you would actually think it's um, the Bucks they're playing this week. You, you, would. Can thank Brady, you can thank Brady for bringing it all. <laughs> um, I just want to say one more thing on the Brady thing. You know it's also coming from Brady's mouth when Brady Sr. is literally going to a Boston sportscast to talk about Brady and the Patriots. Like, why isn't he going on Tampa Bay and saying all this? Like, he's go- going to a Boston media outlet to talk about it again. Hey, he called Olak and Bertrand on 98.5 The Sports Hub when the schedule release was out, and he said, we're going to New England. They didn't even ask him to call. He called on his own. Yeah, they didn't think it was him at first. They're like, Tom Brady Sr., this can't be Tom Brady Sr., yeah, and he's like, we're coming to New England to put up 50 points on your ass. <laughs> we're going to win that game pretty handedly. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. Make that right a plural. <laughs> I'm going to buy a shirt. I'm going to customize a shirt and just put Brady's head here and just have it on the back that says, damn right. Damn right. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm missing something or if that's just how he talks, but yeah, I didn't get why. Damn rights, plural. I love how that's what most people just took out of the interview was, why do you say damn rights? Well, he said that with Tom Curran, not as a lack of Bertrand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what most people took out of that Tom Curran interview. Damn rights. <laughs> damn rights. Yeah, I'm – like, Saints – you can't look past the Saints because I think their defense is formidable. Um, I'm scared of Kamara because – the one thing the Patriots thought they improved the most was their run defense in the first two weeks. It does not look improved whatsoever. Um, well, so, I think, too, Jameis Winston kind of showed him his old self again last week. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just get right into the game. We'll, yeah. Two episodes next week, we'll talk more Brady. There's going to be plenty of time to talk about that. Trust us. Next week, that's all anyone's ever going to talk about next week. But to get into this game... Your Twitter bio is going to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be a crazy week, but to get into the Saints Patriots game, Jameis Winston his first week looked like a renewed Jameis, but at the same time only had 150 passing yards. This he had five touchdowns, but just how the Jets last week against the Patriots was more the Jets' fault. I think Saints against Packers was more Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' fault. I mean Aaron Rodgers throwing two turnovers. Uh, Packers defense sucked against the Saints. Uh, Packers defense in the first half against the Lions did not show much against uh, um, I'm blanking on uh, the Lions quarterback, former quarterback of the Rams. Uh, oh, sorry, I was listening to my roommate singing coming up the stairs. Oh, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter, yeah. But so the Packers defense, I don't think, is very good. And Jameis Winston lit them up. So, I don't think Jameis is as bad as he was week two. But I don't think he's as good as he was week one. So, I think it's going to be a common medium. The Patriots, when they last faced Jameis Winston, I think they won 19-14 or something like that. It's a low-scoring game. Jameis, I don't think threw an interception. Had an okay game. You have to also think of it this way, too. Sean Payton and Bill Belichick, when they play each other, it's never like it's always it, every game typically comes down in the end. It's gonna be so close you gotta to think happen. about, yeah, you, you, they're gonna probably game plan in ways that they have in the past because it's not like their coaching styles have changed, personnel player personnel has changed. Yeah, and the Saints and Patriots are 
in weirdly similar spots where both lost their legendary quarterbacks. Both coaches are out to prove that they're not totally reliant on their quarterback to uh, be successful coaches. So the two situations are going to be very interesting to watch all season to see uh, what's right because the Saints presumably have their uh, at least short-term quarterback in James Winston. Patriots hope they have their long-term quarterback in Mac Jones. So it'll be interesting to see how both teams do this whole season. But both these teams come together, face each other, it'll be very interesting to see because the Saints have terrible uh, offensive weapons. All they have is Alvin Kamara. Their wide receivers consist of uh, backups and uh, like wide receiver two and threes. This is the probably one of the few teams that the Patriots might have an advantage if you're comparing the two offensive weapons against because we got better tight ends. I think Nelson Aguilar is better than most of the receivers that are currently active for the Saints. Obviously, Mike Thomas has been out for um, his ankle, I believe, or whatever he injured. So it'll be a big test for the Patriots run stop to stop the run. I think if the Patriots stop the run, I think we'll win this game because I'm, I'm going to tweet out my picture with Jameis. It's a yearly tradition. Jameis has come to town. I'm going to tweet out a picture with me and Jameis from uh, the Manning camp. But if you stop the run, I don't think Jameis has much to work with, whether Jameis has uh, changed what he can do and is an improved quarterback. The Saints just don't have the weapons at the moment, wide receiver-wise, to do much. So if we just stop the run, which is a big challenge because Kamara is probably a top five running back right now, Stop the run. Just stop Kamara in general. Don't let him have those screen passes. Don't let him uh, get open on routes. I think we'll be safe in this game. And I, th- I, I think the Saints are going to put up 21 points, which is the scary part because the Patriots haven't put up 21 points all year. Or I say all year. It's like a whole season already. The last two weeks, they haven't. I think we scored 22 or something. Well, I forgot the final score. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. The Jets game you did, yeah. Yeah, we scored 25 points. But – but that was more that was a lot of we had four interceptions and only scored 25 points so it's not that impressive we kicked four field goals and had two running touchdowns but this will be i think a good game for mac to test against a good defense than the saints and maybe try to gradually throw the ball a little more downfield i'm fine with how he played the first two weeks not throwing the ball downfield too much because you're just playing to win the game and mac jones did enough week one to win the game if Damian Harris doesn't fumble, we just run the clock and kick a field goal and win the game. That's And you're undefeated. Yeah, we're undefeated. So I don't have a problem with how Mac played week one. Obviously, we won week two, so what's the point of throwing the ball downfield if you're easily winning? I would like to see it a little more this week. You just say easily? We won easily against the Jets, yeah. That game was not in doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. Like it was- I don't think it was – but here's the thing – Zach Wilson doesn't throw four picks. I think that game's a lot closer than it was. No, I 100% agree. But I think uh, after like his three picks in the first half, the Pats are like, okay, like this guy's not scoring touchdowns. Like we can be. Bill concerned. comes out and goes, he's a good talent. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, classic Bill, just uh, hyping up the quarterback through four picks. Um, Did you see some of those throws he made? <laughs> he made those fourth quarter throws when we're down, uh, when they're down 19. Some nice, uh, bread basket passes but this will be the game for mac jones to try to throw the ball a little more downfield which i think will be required to win this game and i think mac jones is capable of it he did in preseason obviously it's preseason but you still have to make those throws in preseason he wasn't throwing to his starters when he made those throws so if the offensive line can protect him hopefully we get brown back hopefully uh win isn't um on his butt half the time but if the line can play well, I think Mac Jones will be able to throw the ball a little more downfield. And I think that'll be a good test, a good pre-test to go into the real test, which will be week four. Um, so I think another thing is I think the Patriots, um, I think they're, they're, do you know how is the Saints Rundy good? Yeah, I mean, I think their run defense is better than their uh, passing offense. They have a Cam- they have Cameron Jordan, Cameron Jordan, who actually called out Belichick saying, um, 
that Belichick's a very thorough on his work and will do anything to win a cheating. So, <laughs> cool. uh, maybe not- off the Manning comment about the players bugging the. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I forgot about that. That was funny. But I think if you can establish the run game again this week, I think the Patriots are going to win. I don't think the Patriots are overlooking the Bucks because they don't really have anything to overlook. It's only Bill, really. We're not good enough to overlook. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's not like Mac Jones is like, all right, well, let me start looking at film on Brady. No, like he – if I'm Mac Jones, I'm kind of shitting my pants right now because I'm like, shit, I got to win this week, and I know I'm probably not going to win next week. Obviously not saying that. Yeah, I know you mean. Because then all of a sudden, out of the gate, you start one and three. Like, if I'm you as a Patriots fan, I'm nervous myself. No, this this is a must-win game. I mean, this is not a game to look over, obviously. This is why I'm surprised not a lot of people are even talking about the Saints game this week. Like, people are forgetting that the Saints are in town. And it's like, guys, like, I get it. Brady weeks next week. So for me, it doesn't really, I can talk about this all I want. You can do it too. But if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm like, gosh, shit though. Like if we lose this game, like this is what the Steelers would do. Yeah. Looking ahead to the next week, a game that they have to win this week at home and they're going to blow it. Well, we'll see the actual result, but just like how you said this game's against the Bucks next week, so juicy. It's hard not to ignore it. I mean, it's uh, less than 10 days away. I think it's 10 days away now today. Nine nine and what's your if you're doing us we're doing a sports podcast or you're doing a radio show or you're doing a tv show and you want to talk about the patriots are you going to talk about mac versus Jameis, or are you going to talk about the game nine days away mac versus tom brady the predecessor versus bubble no. you're obviously going to talk about the tampa game because it's more interesting but i'm saying that you you labeled it wrong it's not even Mac versus Brady. It's Bill versus Brady. Okay, yeah. Bill versus Brady. Yeah. but Because think about it. It's Bill's defense scheming against Brady's offense. Other than that, the Patriots offense and the Patriots and the Bucks defense are just – it's just another offensive versus defensive. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm just saying that uh, Cam Newton is kind of like the one-year bridge guy. And Good afternoon, Tom. How can I help? Oh. Oh. Siri wants to – Siri wants, did you hear that? Yeah, Siri said something. I didn't even know I could talk to Siri on here, to be honest with you. But she <laughs> she basically wanted to chime in. I saw it and I had to mute her out. She said Brady by a thousand next week. Oh, even Siri chiming in on a Brady versus Belichick talk. That's when you know it's a big game. She's already overlooking the Saints. <laughs> but yeah, so getting back to the overlooking the Saints part, for a media perspective and fan perspective it's much more easy for fans and media to look over the Saints game because the quarterback that won you six Super Bowls and was your quarterback for the last 20 years is coming back to town for possibly the last time ever as a football player. So are you going to talk about that game wow. for nine days? Or are you going to talk about James Winston coming to town, James Squinton in uh, coming to town, which hopefully – Bill is telling the truth, and hopefully Mac is able to, and the whole defense and the whole offense is able to just prioritize prioritize this game. That's all that really matters. It doesn't matter what the fans are doing. It doesn't matter what the media is doing. All that matters is Bill and the Patriots as a whole are prioritizing the Saints, which I think they are because I think they know they aren't good enough to uh, just uh, score 30 and beat the Saints like it's nothing. Which is why I think Brady's also being stupid at this point, though. He should just be telling his dad and Guerrero, shut up until Monday. Because now all the questions are going to be towards this and next week, and the guys are going to be hearing it. And well, there's, there's Next week is fine. I, I love it. I love it from the outside. Yeah. But if, I'm a, if I am Brady, I'm like, I would at least be saying, shut up until Monday. There's an argument to not do it. Unless he's trying to get in the Patriots head this week. That, that, no, that's what I'm too. saying. The, um, so there's not as much national coverage over this game yet. There's a lot of local coverage, but to uh, not to do your bombshell takes like Al Guerrero and Tom Brace here now, to do their takes now instead of game week, to where if they did a game week, then it's 
Like the story is just going to get bigger and bigger where Brady, I'm sure, wants to downplay it this week. So, so he's not asked all these questions, which will. He's going to downplay everything. Yeah. I still think he'll downplay everything. You know what? I think Gronk would actually be someone to say something. Yeah, definitely. I Gronk's a loose cannon, as you can see. On that, that. I'm, I'm just curious about the Tommy and Gronky um, show they do every week. <laughs> Their uh, beach show. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna. Yeah, I'm very curious about it. Maybe Gronk will say something. Brady's gonna laugh it off. Blah blah blah. But just if Tom Brady now Guerrero, Tom Brady Senior now Guerrero to make are to make a quote, I think it's better to do it this week because a reporter's asking Tom Brady about a week old tweet, <laughs> week old comment. I meant to say tweet slash quote. As commenting as combining quote and tweet as a tweet. <laughs> And um, yeah, so weak old comment, I think it's a lot easier to handle than if Tom Brady Sr. on Tuesday of game week is saying this and like, what, how do you feel about your dad saying this just now? And like, ah, what? And like, I think it's better to do last week, but teach their own. Yeah. And also too, because it, it would just be cycled in the, the news story. Yeah. It, it's going to be, I'm going to get a head start on it. It's going to be a lot of uh, stuff in the news this week. So a lot of stuff to look forward to in that uh, realm. I'm actually going to bet my buddy has like this knows this betting thing where I can bet if Brady and Belichick give each other a handshake after the game. Okay, look, see, we're already talking about the Saints, and every time we bring up a Saints comment, we go, we circle back to the Bucks. It's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, the, 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 like you said in the beginning, it's a juicy uh, so much to bite your teeth into for this week, and it's hard to not bite into it now when it's right there. It's like right in front of you. You want to just talk about it. It's hard not to. But as long as Belichick and the Patriots aren't focused on it, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if we talk about it because we're just watching the game. I'm curious to see what James White... Like, whose side James White has? Or... See, I assume... Devin McCourty. He probably... Ha- James White probably has... Patriots side because or Belichick side because and McCoy because they both resigned with the Pats. I mean, the uh, Bucks signed Giovanni Bernard in the offseason. Would they rather have had Giovanni Bernard or James White? That's right, because James. Okay, yeah. So James White resigned with the Pats, and they prop Bucks might have offered, but they probably offered in the veterans minimum, and James like no. So okay, no one's talking about this though. Josh McDaniels. No one's even mentioned it, but they were like best friends for like essentially the entire time Josh was there. And I'm sure Josh wants to uh, make a name for himself without Brady because Josh has had no success unless Brady was his quarterback. So I'm sure Josh is trying to pave his own way. So I'm sure uh, Josh being a coach will probably give more credit to the coach than Brady. That's just my. I also think too, I know I say Brady by 50. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, McDaniels knows everything about Brady. Belichick knows everything about Brady. Brady knows everything about that offense. So Brady might even be a defensive coordinator for a couple of days in Tampa next week. You know, it's it's going to be a ch- ultimate chess. That's why I don't think it's going to be a blowout because both sides know so much about each other's tendencies. No, it'll still be a blowout. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I think the Patriots are the ultimate uh, keep it close team at home. This big of a game. Oh my God. Allow. Stop. Stop with that. The last game, last thing Bill's going to allow is get oh. blown out at home against Brady. How many times did that happen last year? He's going to bug Brady's house. He's going to bug Mike Evans' house, Gronk. Like he's going to know everything they're talking about that whole week. Belichick's pulled all the stops on this week. So, Do you think they're going to mic up the locker rooms? I mean, what they, would you do if Brady somehow have. comes out and says, I feel like our locker room was bugged? I mean, I'm sure Peyton said it half jokingly, but also half seriously. Like, he probably did fear it. What, what, what if Brady said it? Oh, if Brady said it? Because that would push everything off him and say, I never bugged anything. This is all Bill, and I'm feeling like I'm bugged right now in the locker room. Well, Brady, uh, what's the word? Even Brady didn't do it. He's still, uh, um, got success from it, like he still benefited from if Belichick bugged, so like he'd be guilty by association. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
tainted if he admitted to Bill <laughs> bugging the locker room. So Brady can't uh, admit to that, even whether it did happen or not. Brady's got to uh, be on Bill's side for that one. But Tom, uh, give me your uh, score for this, your score prediction for Saints Pats. It's going to be close. 21 to 18 Patriots game winning field goal. Are you sure you want that to be your score? Yep. That's, that's oh! Three point push. <laughs> 27 23 Patriots. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, Wait, that they would cover though. Minus three. That, that'd be a push. So you just get your money back. You need them to win by more than three. You need them to win by four. All right, uh, 23 and a half, 20 Patriots. Breaking the fourth wall, pretending that we did not do our degenerate gambler picks beforehand. Um, what was your score? 24-20 Patriots. All right, that, that's reasonable. Um, my score prediction, I think Pat's offense is going to look a little better. I think uh, Mac will actually throw in the end zone for the first time this year. And I'll say 26 to... 26-24. That's. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I have them winning more than you do. Yeah. I, I mean. I'm biased. It's, it's the run defense that scares me. And slash just Alvin Kamara in general. That's what scares me. I also, you know what? Can I change my pick? I think it's going to be 34-30. Oh, you think a, a little shootout in Foxborough? Yeah. I think they need it. They need it being a shootout before the eventual shootout that'll be next week. The eventual blown out shootout, yes. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Don't be surprised either if Matt Jones throws like 400 yards next week. It's all going to be garbage, garbage yards. They're going to be down by like 31 and a half times. It's going to be push, push, push. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, Mac threw 400. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but he was also down by 31 and a half times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think What's you- the storyline of Mac wins? Bill wins. Yeah, I'm thinking it's gonna it'd be a Bill win, not a Mac win. It depends how it, if the Patriots just blow out the Bucks and Bill. Bucks score 17 and Pat score like 31, then all hell is gonna break loose. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, every Super Bowl loss that Brady's had will be down the drain. <laughs> yeah, if all hell's gonna break if it's a close game, then I think everyone will be fine with that. But if Bucks blow out the Pats, all hell will break loose. If Pats somehow blow out the Bucks, all hell's gonna break loose. Like but it'll be crazy. And then the Seth Workersham book comes out and everyone's just gonna be uh it's going crazy. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be total chaos in the streets of New England, no matter the outcome of this game. Uh uh, so do you wanna um give your quick uh, thoughts on your Steelers versus Bengals game? It's not as juicy yeah. as well, this is kind of the same thing, right? Not the same, obviously not the same. But you got Green Bay next week. So you, if you blow the gasket this week and have two straight home games and losses, now you're going to Green Bay one and two and say Green Bay lights it up again this week, all of a sudden you could be looking at one and three. So it's a big game for the Steelers on Sunday. And um, Ben Peck obviously is an issue right now. He's hurt. He admitted he's hurt. He does it every year. He's always hurting, but hurt big, hurt big Ben's like a hurt lion. When the lion's hurt, he's on the defense. He's on his last leg. Like he's fighting it out. Big Ben's gonna fight it out. He is, and that's you know what that's what makes him the second greatest of all time. (laughs) Yeah, second greatest of all time. Maybe second greatest quarterback in Steelers history of all time. I'll make it. I'll make a bias pick. Just because, by the way, found out this week, Najee Harris, the Steeler running back, is my neighbor. Oh. Yes. So, if I, I know my window's open, so I don't want to say they're going to lose. So, I'm going to say the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers will probably only win like 24-21. Because Deontay Johnson's hurt. Ben's banged up. Um, one little hit to Ben, I'm afraid. And then all of a sudden, Rudolph comes in. or I can't believe he's still number two. Um. I'm nervous. I'll say that I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous. Is TJ Watt hurt? Is he fine? They haven't. They haven't really updated us on that, which is also scaring me. I think that'd be the most scary part. You're uh, the person you think's the best player in the NFL right now. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I think the Steelers will handle their business. I don't think it's gonna be pretty. Mike Tomlin finds a way. Big Ben did not look great last week, but you know who knows. Big Ben. He was hurt. He was hurt. He said he was hurt. Big Ben's hurting. He's gonna. Um, he said he was in pain the whole game. Yeah, big Big Ben in pain is a dangerous Ben, but he's not as big, so he goes down easier now. He's not as fast. Why are you trying to say that his weight loss program worked? It worked, but I don't think it helped him make him more athletic. I think he just looks a little better. Pittsburgh by a field goal. It'd be like 24 21. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same score as the Patriots 34 31, but give me Ben 34 24 20. Uh, I think I'll top my head. I'll go 23. I'll go 23 20, something like that. I think I want to go to the game. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you can't be at Hinesville twice in one weekend. That'd be insane. You're gonna be damn rights. Damn rights. Damn rights. All right. So what's uh, what's? No, uh, I think that's what they need. I, when I have been at Heinz Field this year, our teams have won at home. Pitt is one to know when I'm there. They're zero one when I'm not there. The Steelers are zero one when I'm not there either. So if I were to somehow sneak into both games, Pitt will be three and one. The Steelers will be two and one. Yeah, fair enough. It's I, so far one and zero. And I went to the training camp practice at Heinz Field. The Steelers won that training camp too. So actually, I'm two and zero when I'm at Heinz Field. Yes, they training. beat the practice squad pretty well that game. Najee like broke for like a sixty yard run. Najee Harris, he kills the practice squad guys. They have no chance against him. All right, what's up? Um... You, I'm just curious. If one of your running backs went down, would you trade with the Ravens for Le'Veon Bell? No, I think like the Ravens aren't even playing Le'Veon Bell. They have all the washed up guys, and Le'Veon Bell is the most washed up of the washed up guys. You got Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell is the worst of the three. So I think Le'Veon's done. He's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. He dropped the bag. And now he got paid well, but he, well, he took the bag, but took also the bag dropped, dropped his career. Basically, he took the bag, took all the money out of it, and then the bag dropped. He he robbed them is what we're saying. That's that's yeah. what uh he should Captain. be going to jail. He should. He robbed. <laughs> but uh let's uh, dive into our um degenerate gamblers that we mentioned a little earlier. Um Pat has some picks. I don't know where Pat is, but we can save for him if anything. No, uh, he went to the store. Oh, Pat's a little uh I'm oh, sorry, Marty. Marty. Morning. He's uh Incognito right now. Marty's. I went uh, to the Pittsburgh bars last night, so he's not feeling too well right now. Hey, when in Pittsburgh, you gotta go on. Yeah, you know that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Tom, do you want to pick your uh, pick first? Would love to. Uh, Ravens minus eight over the Lions. Yeah, that's a solid pick. I'm gonna go Las Vegas Raiders minus three and a half against the Dolphins. They're without Tua. Jacoby Brissett is just a thick boy, but I don't think he's very good at uh, – he's a, he's a backup quarterback. He's good, but he's a backup quarterback. And Vegas is only getting – you're only losing three and a half against Vegas. The Dolphins lost 35 nothing last week. Give me Vegas. Bucks win. Bucks win. Fire the cannons. Bucks minus one. They're going to win that game by – they only have to win by at least a field goal or by two points. Give me the Bucks minus one over the Rams. Basically a pick them. Um, they could win three nothing and win that game, and I'd win the pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go my next pick. It's a bold one, but I'm b- believing in. Even though they screwed me the first two weeks, I bet on them two weeks in a row. Screwed me, but third time's the time. I'm going Washington football team plus seven and a half against the Bills. Oof. I don't in think Buffalo. In Buffalo, I don't think the Bills are as good as people think they are. Still, I mean. But- Lost the Steelers. Think, yeah, yeah. They blew out the Dolphins, but it was mostly Jacoby Brissett. So, and they needed to bounce back game, anyways. I'm this me picking this is really banking on Washington's pass rush finally coming through, which I think eventually they will. And plus seven and a half, I think Washington loses by a touchdown, still cover. So Buffalo will still win, but I think they're not going to blow them out. Patriots minus three, 24-20. We've already explained the game. Yeah. Patriots minus three. 
right. And for my final pick, I am taking Seattle Seahawks minus two. Uh, I'm blanking on who they're playing. Uh, let me find that quickly. They are playing the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota, but I think Minnesota's cursed for whatever reason. Minus two. I think Seahawks will win. By, uh, all I need is a field goal. Minus two is a good cover. Give me the Seahawks. Like last week. Minus two. Yeah, the Vikings screwed me last week. Yeah. And same, I mean, Seahawks coming off a loss. I see it a lot more likely the Vikings start 0-3 than the Seahawks starting 1-2. and Okay. And just a shout-out to Marty uh, visiting. He picked Tennessee minus 5.5. Marty. Chargers okay. plus 7. Chargers plus 7 and Green Bay plus 3. Yes. Take those picks as you will. Tom and I are both 1-2, and two, but that means we're just due for a good week this week. That's all. So take these picks while they're good, while they're fresh. Cook them up, put some uh, garlic salt on them. Yeah, just have a nice uh, afternoon with those picks. Make some money. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. All right, so uh, final talk for the day, football talk. We'll have a lot more football talk next week. But our uh, friendly wager. Uh, can you ask me my – real quick, can you ask me um, real quick, I'm going to be like Johnny Gomes. Now, Johnny, I know you asked me to ask you this question, but so I want you to say, Tom, I want, I know you, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, ask, just ask me how big tomorrow means to me. Tom, how big does tomorrow? You got to say now, I know what you asked me to ask you this. Ready? Now I know why you asked me to ask you this, Tom, but how big is tomorrow for you? Ask me if I still have my UNH stuff. (laughs) Do you still have your UNH stuff? I might have a UNH like sticker on my mom's car. But I think I donated the rest of it to charity. And I actually have a video uploaded on my Facebook of me actually ripping the UNH shirt. So you gave charity a ripped up UNH shirt? <laughs> no, my other UNH stuff. I'm not that much of a dick. <laughs> Although, I mean... UNH stuff really isn't worth it much anyway. So you're 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 doing a Tom Senior quote over here. Tom Brady's senior quote. Damn rights. Damn rights. Right. Tom, do you feel vindict vindicted? Well, if you look, is, is vindicated? Vindicated. There you go. Ask me if I feel vindicated on. Um, Tom, will you feel vindicated if your uh, Red Sox make the playoffs? This year? Oh. Can I be 100% honest with you? Yeah. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> when I was listening to the interview, I literally went on Google and typed in definition of vindicated. It just uh, like you're correct. Like after everyone's doubting you, you're vindicated that you're right. Type well, I'm vindicated on the fact that I left UNH. I was right. Left that trash school. Um, and I will feel vindicated because all year long you just threw in my face how much of a bum franchise they are, I, how much I, of a bum team they are this year yeah, that they're disguising team. themselves. Yes, yes. I am. I have actually already started searching um, Steeler uh, profile pictures for you to put on your Instagram. There's a week left. Big series this weekend against the Yankees. One thing you can't do is get swept. I mean, what can go wrong? Don't get swept. That's all I'm saying. All I have to do is win one game in that series, and you're all set. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to hate it. <laughs> How about this? Can we throw on another wager? Uh, depends, because I'm already... Since it's already... Since it's already vindicated. You, you feel vindicated. Red, well, if the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs, it's going to happen. If yeah. they don't, if the Red Sox somehow miss the playoffs and the Steelers and Pitt lose this weekend, I'm not. Pro- I'm going to be MIA next week. Um, <laughs> you tell me I have to find another podcast partner. If Pitt loses, Steelers lose, and Red Sox get swept. Yeah, you'll have to make a new profile picture. <laughs> Fair. Um, I, how, how do you feel about the Red Sox yellows, the uh, Boston Marathon yellows? Keep wearing them. 
I, I'm not a huge fan of them anymore. I was, but now they're wearing it too much, and it's like it doesn't really have a special meaning. Um, they're more just wearing them now because they're hot. <laughs> they're Zach, well, they straight up said it. You can't mess with the winning streak. I, I I like that from uh, Alex Cora. I mean, that's such a fan way to look at it. But yeah, we do it as fans. It's, it's nice for coaches to, even though like our managers, I guess for baseball. But uh, as a manager, like you're overseeing the whole aspect, and you're basing your uniform choice off of a uh, we're feeling good in them, keep wearing them. Like that's something a football fan or just a fan of sports would do. So uh, I like that uh, Alex Cora theory. It's working out well. Ooh. Look at it this way too, right? You have Avaldi would be on the mound for the wild card game, um, unless COVID hits again. Um, I'm confident with him. And then if you can win that game, you get Sale in Game One of the ALDS. Oh, now I'm talking playoffs. And it just brought me to my mind. Can I switch off the Red Sox topic real quick? Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? I don't know if you heard about it, but this morning the NFL announced that starting this year in the playoffs. Did you hear about this? I'm not sure. Uh, so super wild card weekend, as there's obviously six games, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. They're doing three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and they're doing a Monday night game. Oh, yeah. Stupid. I think it's probably just to get more viewers over more days. I know, but it's stupid because now that team that's playing on – we always heard about the Sunday teams playing on Sunday, and it's not fair because they get one less day to prepare. Now you're going to throw them in on a Monday? And then think about this too. Say it's a Monday night game. Say the Patriots play Monday night, okay? Chargers mm-hmm. win the division, somehow have a bye week, whatever, okay? Or whatever. They just have to play the Chargers next week on the West. Now you're playing on Monday night, and now you're going to the West Coast for a Sunday game. Yeah, they they have to figure something out with uh, that because I'm sure all the coaches would be pissed. So, Well, because people complain about it enough already. Yeah, I. It, it's very much a TV network thing. ESPN thinks they can get the best viewership on a Monday night because Monday night football, all that stuff. But I don't like it. it. ESPN also gets always the worst game. <laughs> they get like it's always the Texans or uh, um, just like an AFC South team for whatever reason. Texans, Colts, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It won't be that this year. But no, I agree. It's kind of dumb. We'll see what uh, the uh, lashback will be about that. But they got to figure out something with that. I don't know what it would be, but it does put the team at a disadvantage that wins. But uh, just to um, get back to uh, the Red Sox for one last second before we wrap up the show. Who are, if the, you're assuming the Red Sox are in the wild card, who are they going to yeah. face? Blue Jays, Yankees? Uh, Blue Jays, because if the Red Sox take care of the Yankees this weekend, that pushes New York out. Yeah. I like it. So uh, I'm waiting for that Pitts. I'm not fully uh, out on the Red Sox being out. I mean, Anyone else in the podcast, they think I hate the Red Sox. I don't hate the Red Sox. It's just they, they've screamed fraud to me this year. And so far, it looks like I'm wrong. But, you know, like hey. what, uh, any good uh, journalist would say, I'll own up to my errors. I'm not going to uh, hide behind my take when the season's over. Whatever happens, happens. But I'm officially uh, going to send you your profile picture. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> If I can't wait to see it. Doesn't matter if they're home or away. It doesn't matter. As long as they're... I'm going to have some cake after this. I made cake last night. I mean, how How about... And I don't want to add the bet, but it. I feel like it'd be a fraud victory for you if they made the playoffs and then lost in the one playoff in-game. I'd, st- I'd still win the bet. You win the bet. And how you got to keep a Steelers profile picture up while the Red Sox are out of the playoffs. Yeah. I, I won't edit the bet because that'd be a fraud move by me, but I was thinking what we should have done is I'd have to keep the logo as long as the Red Sox are still playing Ooh. in the playoffs. But Yeah, see, I don't know how far they're going to go. They got the raise if they win that game. Yeah, so it I'll, I'll do what the original bet was, but that's what would make more sense to me, but I'll keep the original bet. But, Tom, any last words before we sign off this 
lovely addition to the next one podcast. Fire the cannons. Bucks win. Bucks win. All right, with that being Brady Gronk. <laughs> I mean, Gronk might uh, break that Randy Moss record. Oh, my God. He's on, so um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Brady's see first touchdown pass at Gillette Stadium next week to Gronk. You know Brady's going to try it. He's going to force that 100%. Oh, my God. But Ooh. we have so much to talk about next week. But first, Patriots need to take care and handle their business this week. But with that being said, I am Ryan Connolly along with Tom Crocco. None of the Tom Crocco. We don't know where Marty is at this point, but he's, he's lost in Pittsburgh. He's lost again in Pittsburgh. But with that being said, this has been the 78th edition of the Next One podcast. And until the next one, big week next week. Call it, We're doing two episode week next week, so... Be prepared for that. With that being said, thank you for so much for listening. And let's let's get a winning record with the Pats, baby. Winning record two and one going into top. Pats two and one, Steelers one and two for the first time in two years. Be devastating. Let's do that. I like it. <laughs>